What's up, everyone? It's your boy, Freddie. Welcome back to another episode of Capturing Form, the podcast. You know, I'm excited to be here today for my first ever solo episode. So wherever you are, whether it's morning, nights, I hope you're having a great day so far. I'm ready to kick it with me for the next, you know, who knows how long. I'm excited for this episode, actually. Before I even go into actually why I wanted to record a solo episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about some changes that are happening to the podcast. I thought about it really long and hard, and I loved the name Capturing Form when I first started, but then something else came into my head, and I think it more captures the ethos of what the podcast is supposed to be, and so I'm going to be unveiling the rebrand very soon, but until then, it's Capturing Form, the podcast, a new name, the new logo, everything coming very soon, perhaps after season one. No, I actually just finished recording all the episodes of season one, so I'm super hyped for our roster of guests because they are absolutely incredible, and I think you guys are going to be really psyched for the episodes to come. So that's enough updates about the podcast and what you can expect about that. Why I'm recording a solo episode is because I was like, man, I have all these amazing guests, but I haven't really told you guys how I got started in this and why this podcast and being a creator is so important to me. I felt like that was something that I wanted to discuss today. Life updates. <laughs> Before we even go into that, I moved to Chicago recently. And if you've been seeing the podcast, you'll probably see a pretty drastic change in the backdrop here in my bedroom right now. And we're working on the light setup. You know, we're getting everything improved. But this just goes to show you, you don't need a fancy mic. You don't need a fancy camera to just get started. Right now, I'm just using floor lamp over there, my iPhone some lights, and there's a candle. So you might see that in the little TikTok that I made for this podcast episode. So, man, I hope I hope you guys are having a great day. Because I know I am. It's actually around 8 p.m. here in Chicago. And I mean, it, it's been a day so far, but I couldn't wait to get back and record this episode and kick it off. So I want to ask you a question today. Are you pursuing your passion? And that phrase might go through your head and you might start wondering, yeah, you know, I am. Or maybe you're thinking, oh, no, I'm not. But regardless, I wanted to talk to you guys about why this phrase is so important and so fundamental in my career and why I decided to pursue the things that I'm pursuing. So growing up, I was raised in, a, I would say, a pretty typical Asian family, <laughs> I guess. Excuse my bluntness, but... I was raised in a pretty typical Asian family, loved my parents and everything, but grew up and I think there was an expectation that I go about my life in a certain path. And for me personally, I started to get a notion that this path wasn't for me around the time I hit it high school. When I was in elementary school and middle school, doing things like being engaged often in extracurriculars that my parents had provided me was really important. So I'd wake up every Saturday morning and there was this thing called B-Star. And I don't know if you guys know B-Star, but shout out to you if you did. But they basically provided supplementary math and reading content, etc. Questions basically for kids and teenagers for them to do every morning. And I remember doing these problems in you know, I'm not going to lie. I think I was pretty good, but that was sort of the vibe that was set pretty early on. I went to Chinese school growing up and I spent hours learning a language that clearly at the time I had no interest in learning in. <laughs> Let's just say that didn't really go anywhere, but there was just this huge expectation. So I was just doing all of these extracurriculars and somewhere around during high school when they started giving me the course loading and taking all these different subjects, 
Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest, they weren't really of interest to me. And I did them, and I think I did well enough. I went to college, and I majored in finance. And honestly, kind of did it just because that was what my peers were doing. I had an internship in finance my freshman year, and also during my sophomore and junior year. So, of course, that was the realm that I was in. But it was more because I was more focused on what my peers were doing, and that was influencing what I was doing. But my whole life, I had always noticed that I've had these creative inklings, if you will. And these creative inklings started around when I was 11 years old. And I've talked about this story a little bit on my friend Stefano's podcast, The Why Show. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. But I talk a little bit about how I got into rap. And basically, I was 11 years old in the fifth grade, and my friend showed me Eminem's recovery. And at the time, I just thought that was a genius album. I mean, what 11-year-old doesn't? And I remember hearing this album, and that's when I started getting into music because when I was growing up, I didn't really know too much about music except for the piano that I was playing, things along that nature. So getting into rap was huge. And then when I was 12, there was like this after-school program at this middle school I went to, and we had this dude named Sean come in. And Sean was, I don't remember whether he was an engineer or if he was a manager, but basically he worked at a studio in town. And... He was bringing all these music equipment to the middle school for this after-school program and allowed the kids to participate. It was a fun way for us. If we didn't want to do sports or we didn't want to play in the playground or we didn't want to do arts and crafts, we could go to music production. And that's when my world just went, because music production was such an eye-opening experience. Finally, we were out there playing with things like FL Studio and Cubase, and we had microphones, and we were rapping and <laughs> I'm be honest, my voice was so low when I was going through puberty that I couldn't, I could barely sing. So rap was the clear alternative. And through this process, I just learned that, wow, I love the creative process. I love thinking creatively and I love creating things. So I'm a big advocate of the fan of the phrase, create more. So that's when I first started creating. And in around middle school, I started acting. And then in ninth grade, I started getting interested in photography, got my first camera when I was around 16, and from there, the story continued to blow. And in college, I had this obsession in my mind that, you know what, I want to go to Wall Street, or I want to work in finance, and I want to earn as much money as possible to set myself up to do the things that I want to do later. And why is that so problematic? Because I kept pushing this idea of being a content creator, of being a musician, of doing what I really loved for later. And that's cool. Doing it later is not necessarily an issue. But in your heart of hearts, I think it's very clear when you know that you're just pushing off something to push it off. And that's, I think, what I was doing. I was postponing the idea of pursuing my passion that probably by the time I got there, I would just be so caught up. It's us what they say, you know, like the golden handcuffs. I'll be so caught up in finance that I'll be unable to shift gears and pursue this creative pathway because obviously the two have no sort of intersection at all. And so the phrase pursue your passion over the past year has become really important to me because I realize, you know what? I might, I might want to do this now. I don't think I want to do this when I'm 30 and having a family and having a lot of responsibilities that perhaps I don't have right now. And so I realized as a young, single, in a big city person, right now is the best time to take advantage of my passion. 
where I can meet people, where I can create without distraction. Things along that line really make me think about why pursuing my passion drives not only my career, but my life. I think it generally and genuinely makes me really excited to create. And if you've been following my journey, you know that I've been just getting into videos and photography more and more and more and more. It's not just a hobby anymore. It's something I actually really enjoy. That enjoyment, working day and night, is how I know that this is for me. I think you can just tell and you can just feel when something is right and meant to be. And in your heart of hearts, and if you really know, then I think at least to some degree, you have to take the leap off of the boat and go swim. Obviously, you know, you have to learn how to swim a little bit in this metaphor. So that means making sure that you at least know the basics and you have an idea of the direction you want to head. But other than that, sometimes when you've learned how to swim for long enough, it's time to jump into the Olympic pool. That's all I'm saying. Pursuing my passion. And now we're at this stage where content creation has become such a big part of my life that I just cannot resist but move forward with it. So all that to say, what I wanted to start this episode off with was pursue your passion because ultimately it might change your life. Now, how has it changed mine? I think about that question all the time and the very first thing I can think of was it makes you extraordinarily, extraordinarily open to meeting people. Being a creator is definitely not a solo pursuit, even if it feels like it is. Hold on, let me adjust my headphones real quick. Yeah, (laughs) technical difficulties. But even though sometimes pursuing your passion might feel lonely at times, this is perhaps the best thing that can happen because when you're lonely for enough period of time, you're going to want to get out there, get out of your comfort zone. And so that's exactly what I did. My first week getting to Chicago, I was creating and I was like, man, I, I really need to meet someone. And lo and behold, I just started DMing people on Instagram that I admired their work. And what I would say was, hey, blank, my name's Freddie. I just moved to Chicago. I'm really interested in what you're doing. I admire your work a lot and I'd love to buy you a cup of coffee or I'd love to help you with something that you're working on. I'll do whatever it is. And I think that template, I mean, you could just take it away from there, but obviously it should sound genuine because in these situations, I genuinely did want to learn. You know, I've never done things like operate a gimbal on an actual set. I've never done things like participate in an actual wedding engagement. These are all things that I'm trying to learn. And I think that sort of humbleness and keeping my ego in check and being able to send that message out, I think not only shows my initiative, but also the fact that this is really important to me. I think you're really talented and I, as an upcoming creator, would love to learn from you. And if you haven't seen the video, but I I recently made this short Instagram reel about how I met one of my favorite creators in Chicago. His name is Sky Kim and he does a bunch of drone footage. He's an insanely sick cinematographer, someone that I genuinely admire. And just by sending that message and connecting with him while I was actually in the Chicago airport, I realized, wow, all it it takes is sometimes just reaching out. And not everyone is going to reply, but that's my favorite part of the game is the excitement of who's going to reply and what can happen because of one message. And I'll save you the details. You can go check out that video if you want to. But basically, I got the chance to go on set of an actual music video learn from an amazing 
cinematographer, along with his two friends that are also cinematographers, photographers, getting the chance to learn from them, people that have been doing it for several years, if not decades, and being on set. It's just a learning experience. So reaching out, networking is a second piece that I wanted to give you today of how important it is as a creator because as much as we'd like to think it's a solo game and we spend so many nights alone editing or making music or producing beats or making our entrepreneurial venture, it's not as lonely as you might think it is if you just take the opportunity to reach out. Whew. That's a lot off my head. Pursuing my passion, networking. So I failed to say why, I guess, how, how, how did I even get into all of this? And why is it so important to me? Well, first, I got into this because I felt like the traditional pathways that I was being, I guess, motioned towards weren't exactly my calling. And I, I did them because I felt like that was my way of belonging, of fitting, of satisfying the people around me. So, you know, I, I went through it and no regrets towards that. I learned an immense amount about finance. I learned an immense amount about how the markets move and why it's important and economics and things along like that. But I truly, in my heart of hearts, never felt that satisfied. And we live in a world today where there's so many options to choose from. How can you possibly pick? And honestly, because of that, in my opinion, if you know in your heart of hearts what you want to do with your career, what you want to do with yourself, your life, sometimes forget the critics. You just got to do it. And that's how I feel now. I spent so long pushing it back. Like even at the tender age of 22, I feel like I still started late. That's me overthinking it and probably saying something that's clearly not true, but I could have started when I was 18, when I was 17, when I was 16. It's all because of that pushing back and that fear mentality. That's why, that's uh, how I got into it, but why I do it. I keep refer referencing this back to if you know, you know. And I had a friend actually tell me this, and I think that this is one of the most powerful things I've ever heard from someone. He's an entrepreneur and entrepreneur in the health tech space. And I asked him, you just graduated from Georgia Tech with a degree in computer science. Why are you doing this? Why are you taking the most risky route when you clearly have a job with a salary of all in compensation over 200,000 just waiting for you if you had just taken that opportunity? And I think because in his heart of hearts, he knew that it just felt right. It felt right in his mind. It felt logical. It felt right in his heart. And he's confident enough to say, I have all the tools to make it happen. We'll see if the luck and timing match up with it. And sometimes that's really all it is. Once you have the toolkit ready and you keep progressing, sometimes it's just the luck and the opportunity. And it may or may never come. But I think for someone at our age or near our age or in their 20s, it's important to take that stride, take that leap and say, you know what, I'm going to keep progressing and see if I run into the intersection with luck and timing. I guess those two things are sort of interusable, but luck and timing are super important in any creative or entrepreneurial venture. But the only thing that you can control is being consistent, creating or working towards that end goal. And I think if you do all of that, you're executing well, and of course, the market or your consumers or your viewers view it favorably. I'm going to be honest, it's only a matter of time. 
And we've seen so many stories of folks that try, 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 and eventually they finally make it. I mean, there's also all the stories out there of people that tried and didn't make it. But I'm a firm believer in the long game, going for as long as you can with the intent of making it, obviously not slowing down. Give yourself three years. I heard this from someone once. Give yourself three years at your passion. Give yourself opportunities to fail, to learn, and from that, grow. And if it happens then, great. And if it doesn't, great. You tried. But just know that during these three years, every second counts. <sighs> every second counts. I know that might that might sound like a controversial statement because we live in a day and age where work-life balance are a big thing. You want to work. You also want to enjoy. I'm a firm believer also in a balance, but in a different way. Not necessarily being away from my work to live my life, but having work be well integrated into my life that it's no struggle at all for me to pick it up where I left off. Being an entrepreneur, being a creator, it almost feels like occupations that do not end. What I mean by that is there's always a video to edit. There's always a video to shoot. There's always a podcast to idea to go to brainstorm. And there's always a podcast to release. It just doesn't end. But that's the fun of it, honestly. Creating for the soul, creating for the heart. And if you're an entrepreneur, creating in the satisfaction of making that product come to life or that service, of course. So all of those make this journey so rewarding and so fulfilling that I just cannot help but feel like my life and my creative work are sort of intertwined together because my life would not be the same without it and I think would be a lot less satisfying. Man, I just, I just, can't, I just can't imagine if I pursued the original pathway because I know for a fact, I don't think I would feel the same way. That's me just being genuinely honest. Shout out to those that love finance, our investment bankers, our traders, because I, I, had, I had a lot of homies in college that went down that route and I know that they're killing it but for me, it just wasn't the right fit. So I guess what are the big takeaways in this episode? One, it's to always pursue your passion. And that's not to say that there isn't risks associated with it, but everything in life has risks. If you work a job, there are unforeseen circumstances that could get you fired, even if you're great at your job. There's risk in just walking outside. You never know what's going to happen. So all I'm saying is when you're young and you can tolerate some risk and you want to be fulfilled later on in life, I think it's an important thing to at least think about. Two, expand your network. This life as a creator doesn't, or an entrepreneur <laughs> doesn't have to be lonely unless you want it to be a lonely journey. And then I just don't think you're going to succeed. You need people in your corner you need mentors. Mentors are like a, a cheat code in this game because that's a tailored source of information that you have access to. Get a mentor. How do you get a mentor? I'm going to let you figure that out because I think once you figure that out, how to make someone believe in your journey, believe in your potential of success, that's when you're going to start getting really good at managing relationships with other people. And then three, sometimes... It's just important to take that leap because it feels right to you. It feels right in your heart. And for me and this creator journey, I have no idea what's going to happen, honestly. I have no idea whether this is going to be successful by traditional standards. Like it's going to get a bunch of views or it's going to get a bunch of likes. I'm going to get a bunch of subscribers. Like if that happens, honestly, that's great. I can push forward my business. But 
I've come to realize that maybe through all my life leading up to me sitting here in the chair today, that that start with rap music, that start with acting, getting my first camera at 16, all this leading up to now was maybe, maybe coincidence or maybe this was fate's way of saying you've been doing this for nearly a decade, all this creator stuff. You're 22 coming on 23 years old. Take the leap. Do it. This is not a coincidence. This, this was meant to be. I don't know. I just can't help but feel that resonate with me a little bit. Like maybe this really was all meant to be. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. Or maybe we'll know. I don't know. I can't, I can't predict the future. Oh, man. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode, a little bit of a solo episode in that regard. I just wanted to touch base on how this all ended up happening, this podcast. And I'll just say real quick, this podcast came to light in January when I was wondering, why is there no podcast for creators? And of course, there's some out there, but I, I wasn't listening to them. Or I hadn't found them at that time. Like, Why isn't there this podcast for creators that gives them advice or that talks about some cool stories with some dope guests? I don't know. And then after thinking about that question for a while, like why, I was like, maybe I just make my own. And from January to May, it was an idea process. It was like, oh, when am I going to get to this? I'm just so busy right now. I was finishing my last year or my last semester of college. When is it going to happen? And then around April, I finally started compiling my guest list. And then in May, dropped the first episode of Capturing Form with my man, Horace Hussein. Go check him out. Dope dude. And from there, we've had some dope guests. Shout out Stanley, shout out Mark, Sam, some just awesome people, honestly. Rudra. And this is episode seven, episode seven of a journey that who knows how many episodes there are, but if Joe Rogan can have a thousand some episodes, so can I. And uh, one of the statistics I heard was that if a, your podcast eclipses 20 episodes, your podcast in terms of quantity output is in the top 1%. And to me, that means this is a long game and a persistence game. How long can you keep up without being deterred by the results? And we're slowly working up to there. Six episodes in, 150 downloads. If I had a button, that would be the clap sound because I think that's just a huge milestone for something that, in all honesty, I don't think I've really put in the work necessary, but coming back around, especially gearing towards this rebrand, I think that's all about to change as it's going to intertwine a little bit more with all of my other creative endeavors. That's the podcast right there. And you can just expect some amazing guests. And I'll give you guys a hint of what's to come. One, we have a podcast episode with probably one of the best beat producers on Instagram, on YouTube. He has some dope stuff. We have a Navy SEAL on the podcast. Yeah, an actual Navy SEAL. I can't believe it. And we'll get to that episode when it comes time. But he's a really special guy who's done some amazing things, who's a creative now. And he has a lot of good advice to share. And then we also have guests like a girl who does co-working streams on Twitch. And she has 2,500, I guess, followers. Is that what they call it on Twitch? Just some amazing guests. And I don't mean that in a way to brag, but almost as a way for myself to say it, I feel inspired and motivated and even more ready to continue this podcast because of how much these guest stories have impacted me in terms of hearing it. Oh my gosh, I'm learning so many things from you. Or as a creative, I'm meeting, finally meeting people like-minded that have the same sort of ambition, passion, and dream that I do. 
And when you can relate to someone, it just makes you so much closer. So just meeting these people has been incredible, hearing their story. And I'm so excited for you to hear their story soon. We'll have some more solo podcasts coming up. Honestly, I love the solo podcast format. I love just talking what's on my mind. Clearly, there's no computer in front of me. There's no script. I kind of just talked. (laughs) Talked about the things that I felt like were important for first-time viewers to hear, about why this podcast means so much to me, and why, honestly, the slogan for my podcast, as cliche and cheesy as it might be, is pursue your passion. Because I think if you don't, you might regret it, regardless if you're successful later on. And there's all the devil's advocates positions you could play in this, but for me and for my own sake, I'm going to say pursue your passion. Love what you do, because when you love what you do, you won't work a day. And yeah, that is this week's episode of Capturing Form. I really look forward to this rebrand. There's a lot of big things coming up soon. If you've stuck around with me and listened to all seven episodes, I want to say thank you so very much. And if you want to be on, actually, my podcast, please reach out. Uh, You can message me on Instagram. Actually, all all these usernames about to change. Damn it! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but no, you know where to find where you know where to find me. You can find me through email. Actually, Um, if you, (laughs) I guess I can't give that away (laughs) because it's gonna it's gonna change too. I'll, I'll, I'll actually figure out a way. You can't, yeah, you'll, you'll find a way. I'll be out very soon, but yeah. Thank you again for checking out this week's episode of Capturing Forum, soon to be something else. I hope you guys enjoy. This is your host, Freddie, and we'll be back next week with an amazing episode.